ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most famous words in motorsports with your host, Lugs and the Gas Man. Ladies and gentlemen, start your podcast. Hey folks, welcome back to another week of Raking and Race. I'm your host, the Gas Man, with my co-host, Lugs. What's up, man? Hugs. That's weird. <laughs> you don't like that? <laughs> no. You don't ever like. I don't think I like any of your intros. No, you don't. Just do a normal one. Hey, not mom. now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to episode. Don't quit your day job, please. <laughs> I don't plan on that. It makes too much money. <laughs> not enough, though. <laughs> not enough. You can't say that and then be, want more. <laughs> well, I always want more, right? Yeah. And I guess talking about that, I, ho- hopefully my boss doesn't listen to this episode or this show. <laughs> yeah, you, you have found out he likes to s- stop in every once in a while and listen. Yeah, yeah. And I demanded a pay raise this past week, so let's see how that goes for me. See if I'm still employed next week. It's good. It's more funds you can invest in into this into broadcast. the podcast. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Anywho, episode sixty-three: Haley wins in Wet Daytona, and it's Haley. As in Justin Haley, not Haley Deegan. <laughs> yes. Let's clarify I that. Yeah. Don't know too many people's minds that would have went to... Deegan? Haley Deegan. Well, that's the only Haley that we ever really talk about on the show. The only time we talk about Justin Haley on the show for the most part... a year part, ago. Was a year ago, exactly. Yeah. And when we witnessed a very controversial finish. Yes. And he actually made... So, anyway, spoiler alert, Justin Haley wins the at Daytona, but... He actually made a comment this week that made me kind of chuckle a little bit where he said that he now has the two most controversial wins at Daytona. Yeah, well, technically one wasn't a win, but... Well, controversial finishes Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I mean, technically it was a win, but it wasn't a win. Yeah. But it wasn't... Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So we can maybe elaborate on that more later. Anywho, let's continue on. So this week, I am drinking a Coke Zero Sugar also, uh, bottle drink <laughs> uh, celebration for the coke zero sugar 400 that we just had this past weekend and what are you drinking sir i've got a body armor today we're abstaining from alcohol like good boys maybe during the show <laughs> not all week or anything don't be well i'm just saying at the moment we're abstaining from our normal well usual true drinks true. yeah uh, yeah true. i got a body armor i've got the uh berry punch Berry punch. How's it? Is it berry? Is it? It's very like delicious. It's a punch berry. in the ah, taste buds. Gah, 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 gah. <laughs> Man, I co-host with a damn comedian over here, folks. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I've got to put up with your jokes, your terrible jokes, They're all ninety-nine percent of the rest of the time. So you can you can put up with my one bad pun joke. All right, uh, fair enough. But uh, yeah. it is good. It is Touché. good. Go go buy it. Yeah, Go good. I, I might actually. Actually, do they sell these in the gas station? Have you seen them? I am the gas man, so I know all about the gas stations. So you, I have no idea they do or not. Gotcha. <laughs> Usually, the only thing I buy at gas stations would be in it is an energy drink. I don't even think to look for those. So I'll have to look next time see if they're in there. You know, that, isn't that funny? Because anytime I go to a gas station, I almost always buy a monster. I don't know. Something about gas stations attract me to monster. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. So, so, folks, as always, thanks for listening to uh, us. (laughs) Did you forget who we were? No, I was trying to think of something witty to say, but it just, yeah, escaped me. You kind of throw me off. You said a joke today, and you don't usually do that. It's kind of throwing me. So, I'm I'm, I'm in the, like, last week, you were all in this, like, mind blob. I was. I hope I'm not in it again this week. Forgetful shit. This week, it's me. Yeah. So... Uh, anyway, folks, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you have not, please do. You can always reach us at wreckingrace at gmail.com, too, and tell us what's up. Tell us about earthquakes that happen in your area, such as, like, John Elliott did. Yeah, we got a couple emails this week. We'll touch on those in a little bit. Yeah, and actually, I got a... Uh, I, we did actually got a couple fan emails besides John Elliott telling us about the earthquake. We got uh, some Daytona feedback from Mike, and I got a question to present to you here in a little bit from Joseph Adams. Okay. I have not replied to him yet, so he probably doesn't know I even got his message. I did. I'll s- snap you another picture of my middle finger later. 
It depends on points. I don't know how we did on points this week. We'll wait till we get to that yeah, point. Well, where I have are no you are going to find out. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, moving on. As always, you know, we got our drinks here. Make sure you get kind of sponsored to geek them back and you can buy their product. Please do. Something to throw on that since we're on the topic. Sure. Uh, on Instagram, I follow John Hunter Nemechek. Okay. And the other day he popped up in my like feed or whatever. I'm scrolling through. He slid into your DMs? Not exactly that, <laughs> but uh, he had a picture posted of him like wakeboarding, and he had his like little dog. It was like a pug or something. I don't, I don't remember exactly what kind of dog it was, like under his arm as he's wakeboarding. And it was uh, basically a plug okay. for Wolfgang uh, dog collars and leashes. No. Oh, and I was I like, know. that's cool. So you're reaching behind you for something. I'm assuming you got something. Okay, let me see. It I've quick. bought these for, well, ever since I had my dog. So about two years now. Oh, so you actually? So I'm actually supporting the brand ahead of uh, okay. ahead of ahead of the game. So Wolfgang Man and Beast. Yeah. So where did you where did you buy this at? From their website. Their website. How did mm-hmm. you come across it? I came across it on a uh, just a Facebook ad. I guess they targeted me somehow. You probably mentioned something about dog leashes or I'm something, sure. and then or it, did a search for it. Yeah, yeah they popped yeah. up and. Uh, yeah, they got some cool design stuff like this one. Obviously, you can yeah, see very patriotic. Very patriotic, and, yeah. Uh, uh, so go check them out. Uh, maybe I'll reach out to them and and see if we can get a little brand association yeah, or something. Go. With, no, uh, I need to reach podcast. out to a couple more people to try yeah. to get some so more. So just want to uh, check that out. Go check. Show. Go check them out again. They're called Wolfgang Man and Beast. Cool. Just Google that. Cool. Well, good job, John Hunter for being dangerous with your dog and surfing or body boarding whatever he was doing yeah of course uh, as usual in this climate political climate everyone's like why doesn't the dog have a life vest on oh my gosh oh my gosh i'm like geez just appreciate the freaking picture geez yeah no kidding no kidding all right let's move on here lugs so this week we were at daytona one classically (laughs) one of nah one of the better tracks um, so this year, yeah, we, usually when it's not raining or lightning. Yeah, and unfortunately, we had a lot of rain this <sighs> week. It's exhausting. So in a way, I'm kind of glad we didn't go this year because we would have been stuck not seeing a race. That would have been terrible. We would have had a fly. Sorry, back Mike, home but that would have been terrible. Yeah, no, it absolutely would have been, and unfortunately, that's one of the things that could potentially happen, yeah. especially this time of year in Daytona. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a couple pop-up showers on us last year, but thankfully it did not impact the race. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the race being later, you know, the night race, we were we got that lucky because during the afternoon it rained like I think every day. Yeah, they were, and they year. would come out of nowhere. Yeah, typical I, Florida right. weather. You know, they would just come out of nowhere, open up the skies, and then, you know, they'd have to dry it off and get right. everything going again. But we were pretty fortunate last year. This yep. year, fortunately, the fans were not right. So pretty much there was, you know, there were some practices that didn't happen, qualifying didn't happen, uh, but there was one practice that did happen, and in that practice, there's a little drama. Yeah, a little tuffle between a couple of guys. Uh, so a lot of headlines that came out of this was Brad Keselowski saying, "I'm sending a message. I'm not going to lift." And and explain what happened, Logs. Well, essentially, uh, himself. And William Byron were out on the track, some other cars too, drafting. And uh, apparently Byron made a bit of a lane change, but there was not a sufficient opening for Brad to go under him. But I guess Brad didn't appreciate the fact that, I don't know, he moved down or whatever the actions were that Byron, you know, did on the track he didn't like. So he, uh, he got into him. He didn't lift. He got into him and essentially did everything but wreck Byron. Byron was all over the place trying to gather it up and save it, which he did, but he still had quite a bit of damage from he had to go to slamming backup, right? the apron yeah, yeah, off of the banking, and he ended yeah. up ultimately going to that backup yeah. and then had to go, obviously, to the rear of the race for the start. So uh, the later comments was that, you know, I guess uh, he was angry that of those actions, but also it was a precursor to what happened in the race earlier in the year at Daytona. William supposedly, I guess, made a block that was very similar and uh, 
ultimately caused Kozlowski to lift and he got ran over and wrecked. Right. So right. he's saying, you know, the last basically three or four races, I've been wrecked out of these things. So I'm going to stop lifting. So I'm going to stop checking up when people do this and I'm going to drive through you. Yeah, essentially. Because yeah, he has not had very good uh, finishes at the plate tracks recently. And he's good at them. He's no, just absolutely been a victim of other people's yeah, a- issues. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, that was a practice. So now we fast forward a little bit to the race. And in the race, we see the almost exact same thing happen, except for Keselowski's on the... Receiving end. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think Brad lifted or, you know, got off of it. I just think Kevin got into him, and it was just literally shot his car sideways into mm-hmm. the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, of course, I sent you a joke immediately. I said, I guess Kevin's not lifting. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> kind of probably wishes Kevin did lift, but and, and that's the thing is like even if Kevin did, I mean it was it sh- you know they were three wide going through the front stretch there. I mean the, the reaction time you got no reaction time, so it's like you know whether Kevin did it deliberate or you know wished in hindsight he could have lifted. There's just there's no time. Yeah, and unfortunately that ended both of their days. It, yeah, um, so the race at Daytona. Let's just get it out there. You didn't seem very happy about the race. I was not. So, so now let me ask you. And I'm going I'm to play devil's advocate with, with okay. myself, but okay. go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you about the finish or about the actual racing itself. I guess, I guess everything. It was a little bit of everything. Oh, dude, it was a great race. The, the racing itself, I was, I was excited. I, whenever I seen this, I was excited. So the, the, racing, the, the, stage, was, the, the stage. racing was all right. Okay, but I knew... Everybody knew the wreck was going to happen eventually. Yes. But it was just so blatantly obvious whenever Dylan was coming down and he got into Boyer and then they just cleared cleaned the out the yeah. field. Yeah. Uh, it was preventable, in my opinion, because Dylan came down and it looked like he he kind of got off of Boyer and then he came down again and then that was the end of it. Yeah. So, question. I mean, not really a question, more a statement, but aren't most wrecks potentially avoidable i feel like that one was specifically avoidable i'm not going to disagree with you on that because i i absolutely agree there's a lot of times that the racing deals like oh shit that happened yeah but i feel like that one they were just being too crazy for that point of the race yeah i mean boyer is trying to take the lead you know dove on the inside and And guess what it was a product of stage racing yeah and austin was reactive and he just literally took his steering wheel and cranked it left right in front of boyer Mm -hmm. and boyer had that run going and got into him and yeah so definitely definitely was avoidable um it's daytona i mean i think it's very i guess to be expected in a way i just wish there was an answer, man. I wish there was an answer that, I mean, maybe you're a fan of the big pack crashes, you know? Some people, I'm sure, watch those races specifically for that event to happen, but I I wish there was some other way around it. So it's it's one of those gut-wrenching things because, you know, if you have that one favorite driver, sometimes you're the victim, sometimes you're the hero. Most of the time, you're the victim. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's one thing that makes plate racing kind of, in a, I guess, in a way, exciting or... And it's not exciting that it happens. It's exciting because the unknown. You well, know what's going to happen just when. When's that trigger going to flip? But I feel like through the 90s and the 2000s, you, yeah, sometimes you had these big crashes. But when Gordon and Earnhardt Sr. and Jr. were just killing the winds out there on these tracks, I don't remember their, you know, it wasn't a guarantee there was going to be a huge wreck. Yeah, there were some. I think a lot of that is... The the wrecks tend to happen fifth on back most of the time. This one happened literally with the leaders. So we see occasionally with the leaders, but I think that's a little bit of the difference is that when they were winning those races, they were up front. They were out of the mess. I mean, There's still plenty of... I mean, the last I'd say the last few, they've involved the leaders. Uh, specifically... Well, this year, yes. I think last year as well. Last year, I mean, when Byron Byron was blocking for the lead when Kozlowski checked and yeah. got wrecked. So, I mean, I just I just wish there was some... I don't know if it's a, just a package tweet. I'm just tired of yeah. seeing 30 cars eliminated. So, my thoughts are that... And that, you, and that the only way you can win these races is to basically survive through attrition. Yeah, and that's very true. It's very true, and I, I see your your perspective, your point on this. I I enjoyed it, 
I guess I went in expecting this was going to happen. Um, and like I said, it's one of those things where you kind of think it's going to happen, and when it happens, you're like, oh, man. But still, I, I guess going in that mindset where I knew it was going to happen or I felt it was going to happen, the racing that led up to that I thought was great. Yeah. Entertainment. It, and I'm not disagreeing with that. I just I hate the fact that. Anyway, I, I love the race, and I am happy for Justin Haley. Yeah. I'll throw that out there. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't. It's just it's part of the race. And he people want Yeah. He he did what he had to do and he came out with the win. You yeah. can't fault the guy. So the people that are trash talking yes, him and that team, they did what they needed to do to yes. win the race. That's why they are there. Yes. It, no, it, it, exactly, Logs. Exactly. And again, it's rare we agree on stuff, but it, exactly. I wish people would get off Justin's ass on this because I really think, you know what? Would I rather see someone else that really actually kind of – I don't want to say he, Justin doesn't matter because he does, but, you know, someone in the in the playoff hunt or just outside. Yeah. Yes, would I rather see a person like that win, like a William Byron? Yes, I would, well, but I'm happy for Justin. I am too, and that's the thing that really I think more than anything, the fact that, A, they didn't restart the race. I get the whole lightning rule and all oh, that stuff, right? So frustrating. But though, that was the thing that, that really pissed me off because it kept happening yes, over and over. Yes. You think they're going to get going. They were basically yes. in the cars ready to start the engines, and you get another lightning strike. And yep. listen, I get it. There's nothing you can do about that. But that pissed me off, even and though... No, it, me too, yeah. As a fan, I think any fan, because you want to see that action. You want to see them going to the end and let it play out and see what happens. And that was we were robbed of that. Yeah, which you know ultimately NASCAR went to that and I think, well, it was because of a situation that happened in 2012 at Pocono where a team member was struck and killed yes. by lightning. Yes. And several others were actually injured by it. I don't know when they actually implemented but it was the results of sure. that situation. Sure. How long have other sports been doing it? Do you know? You're a big oh, NFL man, fan. It's, so I, so I, I can't tell you how long I've been doing it. But I can tell you right now, whenever I was a kid playing sports, I'm talking 70s. 20, 20, yeah, okay, not that long ago, 20-plus <laughs> years ago. They they reacted the same way, and I think you know, like for example, playing baseball. I think part of it's because we did use aluminum bats, but I think you know they always sided on the safe on, on the safe side. So let me ask you this: Did NASCAR make the right call? Take out the fact that we were robbed and you disagree with it. Did they make the right call? They did make the right call, but I'm pissed. It's hard to say that, that, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I think they made the right call, but it's hard to it's a hard pill to swallow because damn it. We, we weren't there, so we could only see what the TV was showing us. It didn't look that bad. I mean, yeah, dark skies and stuff, but damn it, people are standing in the stands still. They're throwing the football. Yeah. Why can't they just get in freaking car and race? Right, right. But, you know, the other thing, so, yeah, did they make the call right call there? Yes. Did they make the right call to cancel or call the race? Should See, they have waited out that storm? Because they, they should have. To me, they should have waited. It was a night race. I, I man, I, I have so mixed. I mean, they had all day. Your race screwed everybody's plans for the weekend. Anyway, what was it going to matter? So two things there. Why couldn't they have started earlier? Earlier, right? Or just hold off. I know nobody wants to sit in their RVs for eight hours, and fans don't want to sit in the stands for eight hours. I don't want to sit in the stand for eight hours or under the under the stands avoiding the rain for eight hours, but. I mean, if me and you were there, what would we have done? We would have had to come home. Well, okay, let's say we didn't fly out until Monday, Monday like okay. we did at Charlotte. Okay. Um, you know, what, what, what would we have done? And, and would we have been happy about the fact that they called it, or would we have preferred for them to push it back into the evening of Sunday? I think you would have had less complaints had they let it race out. I agree. I agree. I, I, of course, there's always going to be people pissed off. Oh, they should have I got to catch my blah, flight, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah, blah. But they, I think the right thing to do anytime they can, and when you have, when you're at Daytona, you know you have lights, you know you have the spotlight on you. Why not go ahead and take that opportunity to let it play out? Mm-hmm. Right, and the weather improved after, which is Daytona. Yeah. It's what happens. But you know, again, it, and you can argue till you're blue in the face on this too. But why couldn't they have started earlier? People were saying they didn't they want to go against the soccer game, the women's soccer game, which whatever i mean I, that's the thing is that we're so dictated by tv exactly yeah and so, not not what actually benefits the fans yeah so we actually there. we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute from based on some uh email Emails. we got yep. from uh from mike when we're fans 
So, uh, last I, thing on that, and, and we can get off this tangent and move to, to that or whatever we want to go to, but I think the other thing that irritated me, too, and this resonates back to 2014 because I felt like it was a very similar scenario where there was weather in the area. It was at Daytona. Gordon at the time was running like top five and they didn't know if it was going to get restarted or not. You know, it was in the vicinity, but there was, there was moisture. They were under caution, still turning laps. And basically all the cars came, came down pit road, got tires and fuel. And I just wanted to kick something because I'm like, why wouldn't you stay out right there and take the lead? And then if this thing gets called, you, you just pocketed a win. Yeah. You know, I was mad because Gordon didn't do that. Sure. And then it rolls around Sunday, and I feel like with, it's the exact same with, thing. Yeah, so Kurt Busch was leading. I get that. He thought they, they, were get, they, they got the one to go. They called the one to go. But, you know, Justin Haley on the opposite end is like, no. Yeah. We're I'm, riding I'm, this I'm out riding, until exactly. we know what happens. Exactly. I would have done that. I'm sorry. I Unless you're that. literally about out of fuel, maybe. Yeah, that's the only exception. That's the only, right. Only right. Exception. But I agree, especially when it's that up in the air. Why not just effing take a chance? Yeah, because, A, you know there's going to be another crash. with thirty. If they did get it going again with 33 laps to go, it's just a matter of time for there's well, another okay, crash or so caution you have to out. you have to duck in and get fuel on the next lap or whatever should they go green whatever and okay then get back out wait for that car I mean, yeah okay how many cars are left on the track 15 yeah at worst you finish 15th yeah <laughs> i mean it's, it's it's worth a shot yeah so that's what i'm kicking myself not only for kurt i know kurt is kicking himself because of what happened but also our buddy landon yeah landon castle yeah. i mean he it was i think it was even his birthday um so i just feel bad for those guys that I don't know. I, I guess I would just would have played a different strategy call there, and that's what irritates me. But on the other hand, Justin so, did what he needed to do. Yeah, he played that strategy call, it, and it worked out for him. Exactly. Now, let me ask you about the amount of caution laps that ran to that point. That pissed me off as well. It was seven, right? Yes. Seven caution seven laps. Seven laps under caution to get to that point, and they called one to go. Why? Why, Lugs? Why? I you know I don't know I don't work for NASCAR but it, my assumption it, and what I few things I saw was they were they were looking at all the weather and and the lightning strikes like the the information from where the strikes were at okay and the proximities so it took them seven laps to make a decision which is probably, it took them two seconds to make another decision which is probably two minutes per pace lap minimum yeah so there's probably fifteen minutes easy that's it it just seemed very excessive to me it did absolutely it did so. I'm going to say that, yeah, NASCAR made the call ultimately, but they dropped the ball in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they, they made the right call, yes. They dropped the ball, yes. If they went back to green four laps, you know, after four laps of caution, we could have got another three laps of racing in, roughly. So, did was that seven laps? That was after the big crash, right? Yes. So... Did they need seven laps to clean up all those cars and all the debris? I don't think so. Or why don't they red flag? They've done that how many times? Yeah. Well, uh, they did red flag it. Did did they not? No, they they ran all under caution. Yeah, it wasn't until after that they obviously red flagged it. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, if it was me, I'd be out there pushing the cars off the track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where you know we're we're always playing armchair quarterback and you know second yeah. guessing NASCAR stuff like that. But I just I I really think they had an opportunity to make a little bit better than what they did, and they they did drop the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, that I I do feel like they screwed some of the fans over. So let's let's talk about that. We got an email from a listener, Mike, uh, and actually, what the funny or interesting thing is, we actually met Mike a year ago yes, at Daytona absolutely. for the Coke Zero Sugar, mm-hmm. Coke Zero Sugar Four Hundred last year. Uh, so Mike wrote us, and I won't go over his whole email, um, but a couple of things is that he was in the Lake Lloyd Big Bucks area uh, campground this year. Yep. This year, yep, this year. And, you know, a couple things that were shortened practice time to watch because of the rain and stuff. Um, he, one thing he also put in here is that when they do the – they always do a the, the parade, the – Holler. Holler parade. He said that they wouldn't allow them to go down there to it to watch it. That, that should be one Why of the easy – I don't know. That should be one of the easiest fan-centric things you can do. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. How That's... hard is it to let fans come down and watch freaking trucks Was it driving? Weather to the related, track? I wonder. Or I, I don't know. I don't have more info. It's just very. I'm like, what? Why in the hell would they do that? Yeah, because uh, most tracks really promote that hard. Yeah, yeah. And one thing he was talked about as well is that, as we all know, we heard a bazillion times over this past weekend, is that this is the last July Fourth weekend for Daytona. Next year, it's going to uh, first week of September, second yes. week of September. It's the last last race of the regular season. Correct. So this time next year, it will actually be Indy. Right. So I, we kind of talked about this on the show before. But essentially, this is a vacation destination. A lot of people spend vacation time around this time to go to this race and hit the beach and stuff like that. Right. Well, now you're pulling that from prime vacation time mm-hmm. to a non-vacation time. And Mike was mentioning he was talking to people around him Yes, that have been coming to this track for years during this time of year that were not coming back next year because it does not meet the plans that they have. Yeah, do which we doesn't s- surprise me. No, it doesn't surprise me either. Do you, do you think that's going to be a significant change next year, or do you think we're not even going to notice it? As far as what, the amount of fans in the stands? Yes. Uh so the Daytona 500 this year, they only had 89,000 people. That's actually more than I kind of Well, you got to think. You know, usually the Daytona is usually like 200,000. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely think that the, it's going to impact them. But, you know, NASCAR fans are pretty resilient to the point. You know, the fans that want to go, they're still going to be there. You know, they're going to shuffle their schedule around. So um, I'm going to say, yeah, they're going to be affected. But. You know, there's always going to be a, a portion of people that somehow maybe were benefited from it, and they're going to take advantage of that. But overall, I think, yeah, it's going to be impacted. Yeah. I, I don't see any, any way around it. And putting Indy on this weekend, I mean, it's not a vacation destination. It's hot as balls in Indy this time of year. I mean, look how much rain we've gotten. Yeah. And we're, I mean, I would say, you know, we're about three hours from Indy. Mm-hmm. It's not been pleasurable, and I don't. I mean, look how hot it. I mean, okay, I've been working on siding on my house, and it's been the most miserable week of my life. <laughs> I mean, you can't be outside more than ten minutes; you're about ready to die. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's it's the way. It, I mean, we're I, at like heat index today was I think one hundred three. I think yeah. Yesterday is like one hundred five, and cause we have so much humidity in this area. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Indy, which is so far in the open. It's just a big concrete pad that's reflecting that heat. It just seems like it's even worse in Indy when we go to those races. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be fun next year. No, I don't see it being fun at all. So I'm telling you right now, folks, go get your Tame the Beast nut butter if you go to Indy next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. Nice plug there. Yeah, right? I mean, it, and honestly, I uh, work on that siding. I've been using the hell out of it. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, it works very good. I mean, yeah, if you ever have to worry about sweaty balls, use some nut butter. Sweaty. Sweaty. Yeah. So, Mike, thanks for uh, messaging us. You know, yeah, a couple other things. appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, he said that they didn't get the fireworks in. I heard today that they're going to let them off on Wednesday this week. So, if you're in the area Wednesday, go by Daytona International Speedway. Well, to not see only that, he also said they set some off during the day. What the hell? What's the point what the, of that? Yeah, what the hell? I don't, I don't get it. So I mean, there were some definitely some stupid calls this week, and yes, it's all TV related because he made that comment, and I, I agree, they screwed the fans that showed up. They did. Mm-hmm. They couldn't make better choices. Yeah. So okay, let's. let's I'm sorry. I'm get trying to slow my roll here. So yep. I think the initial schedule they should focus on TV because that's where they pull in so much money. Okay, so they already make the schedule as it is, TV-based. Mm-hmm. Okay? Anytime there's a rain delay or some kind of weather affecting the race and they have to reschedule, they then need to focus on the customers there. Yes. And not the TV. That's my... Because if you're not in your prime spot, your TV range are going to suffer anyway. Yeah. So give it a big middle finger and take care of the people who are there who waited it out. It makes me wonder if they aren't somewhat a little bit of cognizant of that because it's been a while since we've talked about this but next year we've basically got a huge gap during the olympics no racing during the olympics because you know if this situation rolled around next year during the olympics i mean what are they going to do in that situation so i think maybe by that they're just avoiting the whole situation yeah i see your point with that 
Anyway, they need to take some notes. Maybe come a little more customer-centric to the people who are there attending and not so much TV-based. Don't don't screw the people that really make it work for you. Sure. So I understand TV money is big. And talking about that, there's a report that came out this week that the ISC expects the 2025 TV deal. Listen to this range that they gave, okay? And maybe you've seen this, maybe you didn't. That they think it'll be the 2025 NASCAR TV deal will be worth anywhere from 20% less of what it is now to 40% more. That's a big swing. What, what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what kind That's of ballpark like, they're playing? We're going to be within $25 million of where we're at now. But it could be positive <laughs> or it could be negative. Yeah, it, that is like one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. It could be negative 20 or up to more than 40% better than what it is That's now. terrible. Wow. That is a huge freaking swing. Yeah, that made no damn sense to me when I read that. That's like my daughter, who's eight, trying to do math to tell me, you know, like predict what, what kind of money I'm going to make or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we lived in that world, it would be a scary world. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, Anything else there on Mike Sind? I just appreciate you sending it to us, Mike. Uh, I, I didn't go over everything. I'm glad you wore your shirt. He said his shirt got a lot of comments. Uh, we mentioned it on the show several times, but it's a, it said Ford Performance with the Chevy logo that I made him a send him because of how we met last year. Yeah, he, so. he he was wearing a Ford shirt, but he was at a Chevy hauler, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. So, yeah, just busting his balls on that and made him a shirt. A uh, hat tip to Josh Balicki. I don't know if you saw this or not, but essentially there was a group of fans that went down to the race um, for their bachelor party, the, the guy's oh, yes, bachelor party. Oh, yes, yes, And yes, essentially, yeah. they had already bought their flights. They had to leave Sunday morning, so they didn't get to see the race, obviously. They left on their flights as scheduled, and, you know, they were bummed about it. They posted it on Twitter. Well, Josh Balicki saw it and, you know, basically said, hey, man, I'm sorry, that sucks. Yeah. DM me your address. I'm going to send you some stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. really cool on Josh. He's like, I'm sorry, I can't you know, resolve the situation further, but I'll send you some swag. So I thought that was cool of yeah. him to step out there and do that. A- absolutely. Uh, don't know Josh personally. Just seen him on Twitter interact and stuff. He seemed like a really great guy. Yeah, he's um, wrecked and, and interacted with us on a few things. Yeah. Remember whenever he said we should have everybody on? Yeah, I once. can't remember who all that list was I, I mentioned. But I yeah, yeah, Kazgarala and a bunch of them, yeah. but that was funny. Yeah. So he seems like a good guy. Um, other thing, going back to the Justin Haley win, and I'll let that let that rest. Uh, just, or I'm sorry, Justin. Uh, Christopher Bell apparently tweeted about it after the race was called. And I don't, uh, have you seen this? No, I did not. No. Uh, basically said, so you're telling me that a start in park just won this race. He tweeted uh, that. And, of course, you know, everybody started jumping on it and yeah. attacking and i've then, not heard this and then he later deleted the tweet yeah that was very uh, dumb comment to make yeah especially from someone in his position <laughs> yeah so i didn't know if you'd seen that um do you think that the fallout from this would be as great if kurt bush had ended up winning that or castle or byron no i don't think it'd be as many people bitching about it and I just feel like people are bitching because, one, they don't know Justin. I mean, I mean uh, do we know Justin? No, but we were fans of I don't of think this is about we, Justin. I think this is about Spire Motorsports. It's about Sp- Spire. Okay, so a little, like a little background, and we kind of talked about this previously, and I was a little like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this. So Spire, and I actually had nothing but respect for Spire because they've actually helped me out getting people on the show for us to talk to. Mm-hmm. We've had Garrett Smithley, Vinny, uh, like both of those guys. um uh, who else was there? Uh, Chase Purdy. All those guys come through based on uh, me contacting Spire. And and that's another thing that I've seen on Twitter this week is a lot of people are attacking them saying it's a conflict of interest. You're a race team racing against people that you also represent. Yeah, so you are a, essentially a marketing firm, a management firm, a, a agent mm-hmm. firm going against the people that you represent. And could there be a conflict of interest? I guess in a way, but explain to me how. Conflict of interest usually involves changing hand of money. It could be influenced. If you're out there racing, how is you hiring this management group being influenced by them racing next to you? 
Yeah, I mean, I that, guess there could be a way if they wrecked you or you wrecked them, or there could be some kind of repercussions that way. But I don't see that happening. And you know, the guys who own the company—I can't remember their names—Jeff Dickerson. They basically mortgaged everything. They put they were one hundred percent in to buy this charter and get absolutely. This thing and going. that was going to be my next talking point. Is there was a great article out there um, that. I can't remember who even posted it, but just Google search Spire Motorsports. A big article to pop up, but they basically talk about le- leveraging everything. So they had the charter. It's basically Furniture Row, Truex's mm-hmm. charter yeah, from last basically year. Basically, helped those people keep a job. That they they tried to sell that charter last year. Nobody purchased it, so they decided to purchase it. Six million dollars. They scraped together everything they had to purchase this charter, and that's the Spire Motor sports team that went to victory lane on sunday but everyone's saying oh it's a cash grab you guys suck you're not in it for you know the actual integrity of the sport and it's i don't agree with that while you can argue the conflict of conflict of interest point because you know they have they have deals with toyota and they race a chevrolet things of that but you know the bottom line is these are guys that put everything on the line to make it to the racetrack each weekend and do what they love to do. So I just, I don't think that that's a fair. So if they were a start and park team, would they have been in contention for the win? No, no. they would have parked yeah, in lap twenty. Yeah, exactly. They would have been a couple laps down, or whatever the case. That, that didn't happen. So, and that, and and I, I, yes, I, I agree that I seen all that same kind of conversation happening. So in that case, you tell me that B.J. McLeod should shut his doors because they're a quote unquote start and park team. They're not a start and park team. They work their asses off. They're just underfunded. There's a big difference between underfunded running 20th to 30th yeah. than being a start and park. Absolutely. And I think that's what people fail to freaking realize. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we've talked to these guys who are working the trenches at these teams. We've seen it firsthand, Lugs. They may not be competing for wins every week, but these guys still work their asses off. They still give everything of blood, sweat, and tears to this sport as the people on Hendrick. And it's not a cash grab, right? No. No. I mean, is there money involved? Yeah. Why would you do it if there wasn't money involved? But there's also the side of them that they they love this. This is it. We see Morgan Shepard out there still racing. Yeah. Is it because he's poor? Pushing and the And he car. needs the money? Exactly. No, it's because he loves racing. And that's what it comes down to, that these teams, even though they might be underfunded, they love racing. Yep. And if we were in an opportunity, Lugs, would we do that? I tell you right now, I would jump in a car. If I knew I couldn't place any better than the 20th, I would still jump in that damn car oh, and race. Yeah, absolutely. I'll finish last. Yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly. <laughs> because I love I love that, and I love the sport. And yeah, absolutely. I think most fans would, decent fans would. Yeah. Now, do I like starting parks, like a true starting park? No, I don't. But you at the same time, maybe that start and park team needs to start and park to get to the next level. Yeah, and and that's one thing we have to look at as well. Maybe that's a second or third car for a team that's going to help pay for tires for their one team that's really trying to compete. Yeah, so just don't judge a book by its cover. No, and and don't consider underfunded teams to start and park because those guys put way too much effort and work Mm. in for you to, to. to declassify them like that or to violate them verbally like that, essentially. So, Absolutely. Anyway, I'm glad we're on the same page on that, too. I And we've talked about this on the show, at least I have numerous times, but I used to make fun of people like that. And then this, this podcast has really opened my eyes to understand how the business truly, truly is. Mm-hmm. I got nothing but respect. Yeah. We had Ryan Bell on. He's a crew chief for NBM. Are they a huge team? No. Does that guy work his ass off? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, so now we'll segue into Xfinity. And talking about Ryan, I actually felt really bad this weekend for Ryan. He's crew chief for Joey Gase's team, Mm, Xfinity team, and they didn't make the race. Right. They got bumped. Yep. So I feel really, really bad for Ryan because that guy puts his, again, blood, sweat, tears, soul into these cars Mm -hmm. and then get punched in the gut like that. Yeah. And not only that, NBM, the other cars – uh, ended up getting swept in, up in they were running well pretty big too. crashes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Timmy Timmy was having a really good day, and he got swept up in a crash. But on the flip side, yes, uh, buddies over at BJ McLeod. Man, they did awesome. They had an awesome weekend. Matt Mills tenth, Vinny eleventh, and Stefan Parsons twelfth. Uh, yeah, so awesome, awesome day for those guys. 
it's a good shot in the arm for them that they deserve it. They, they deserve, needed it. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it comes again. People are going to say, "Oh, it's just because you know they didn't get swept under X." You know what? That's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. That's, you that's the way this, and take it. You run with it. It's the way this uh, certainly the way this restrictor plate. Well, not restrictor plate tracks anymore, but you know, pack racing is anymore. So it, it is. It's it a is. strategy in itself, and look, it paid off for Justin Haley. So yeah, and I cannot be more proud of our buddy Vinny. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Was that top ten? No, but damn, it's eleventh. Absolutely. The the kid works again, works his ass off. The whole team does. We seen we seen BJ McLeod's team literally pit two cars with the same crew. Yeah, yeah. Right. Pit on two different caution laps. Because yeah. Because they didn't have the personnel to support. One time was Vinny's. One time was Matt Mills' exactly. car. These people work their freaking asses off. They work double as hard as as the super funded team. Right. So you know what? Good for them. I'm glad. You know what? Eleventh. Take it and run, man. Yeah. You, you deserve every bit of it. Definitely. Um, Ross won. Yeah, winner there. Ross Chastain. He's so really making a name a roll, for himself man. this yeah, year. I mean, last year he came on uh, hot and heavy, and this year he's not really slowed down. And beginning of the year, we're like, uh, this dude's screwed. Yeah. Yeah, now look at him. Yeah, I mean. Win one the week before in Truck Series and then goes to Xfinity and wins at Daytona. So, yeah. uh, Colleague Racing, great weekend for them a yes. little bit of an asterisk point there i'll get yeah. to you in a second but uh chastain winning um <laughs> justin haley finishing second so good weekend for him yeah he's literally one position away from sleeping the weekend yep and then uh almondinger great run for him he ended up finishing third technically but car didn't pass post race inspection something yep. to do with a vacuum issue i didn't and see what i was seeing. so he, he lost the third place finish so yep. uh sucks for them but still nonetheless you know that team was looking good and strong, yep. and that that's another team that's that's kind of started down mm-hmm. here and worked its way up. So yep. I'm glad to see that. A- absolutely. So congratulations to Colin. Um, man, I can't say enough good stuff about Ross. Man, he's really so. You know, you get one picture with the dude, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we act, we actually it's funny. We actually met Ross several times. Yeah, but yeah. Su- always smiling, always super nice guy. Never said no for, you know, pictures or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. do you think that a cup team's calling them for next year? Oh, man, that depends on what happens. That's the thing is that it's so hard to predict because not only do you have to worry about Ross, Chris Bell. Chris Bell, Cole, Cole Custer, Custer. Uh, Tyler Reddick. Yeah. So, I mean, this, you know, what, what, what chess piece is going to fall to allow Ross to step up? Maybe old Bico come back. <laughs> well, he might not answer that phone call, but yes, um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's a hard one, dude. This we're getting to that point in, in this in the season where there's just a lot of uncertainty. Uncertainty, you know, silly season is going to be in full force very soon. It's just that first domino to fall. Yeah, and when does it fall? Yep, yep. So let's move on. Uh, nothing in trucks this week. Uh, so let's talk about news. Unless you had something else to discuss from the Xfinity. No, go for it. So news, uh, a rumor, and I don't know if it's so much a rumor as in like an actual statement that Hyundai is interested in entering NASCAR. Yeah, I've been seeing that more of that. Yeah, I mean, there's actually articles written on. So the question is, do they enter Xfinity? Do they enter a Cup? Both? Well, they don't make a truck, so. Well, they will be. Starting next year, they're having a truck. Hmm. So they do the Toyota route, starting truck, and then I, I don't. That's what I'm asking. I don't know. I think they. I think their strong suit is going to be cars because that's what they're known for. So I don't see that. I see them maybe doing more of a Cup or Xfinity than a truck, but they are uh, coming out with a truck. I think it's next year. It's going to kind of remind me of like a Honda Ridgeline kind of look. Okay. Okay. Interesting, man. I don't know. That's a great question. I don't see it. Obviously, like we talked about last week, it's it won't be this year. It's too too late. But. Okay. So now let's let's just. Talk out loud here, Lugs. They come to Cup next year. Every manufacturer has to have that one, that one big powerhouse team, right? Who's it going to be, <laughs> dude? <laughs> Is it going to be someone that's going to step up? That's maybe like a JT JTG Daughtery right now. That's going to step up into. It's going to be Petty. Okay, I, I guess <laughs> yes. You know what? You might be right about that. Because that's uh... he is a he is a main. I don't want to. I'm not calling Petty a name here, but he's a manufacturer whore. Yeah. He's literally been with every freaking manufacturer <laughs> yeah, out there. Yeah. So that's why I say Petty. 
That's actually, I didn't even think about that, but you are 100%. I mean, they got an alliance with Childress, but they'll just break that. Yeah, ex- exactly. Because they need, they need that financial backing anyway because they're struggling right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you get that factory money coming in. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, we didn't talk about was it a good race. Oh, Our it, poll this week. Yeah, so did you find it by chance? I did. Okay. Yeah, so 58% said that it was yes a good race uh which ranks it 10th of the 16 super speedway races that jeff gluck has pulled so okay kind of right in the middle there yeah and i i would say you know i i was i would mark it personally as a yes because the racing part the cars on the track racing i enjoyed finish mm, of course not but but the actual race prospect product yeah yeah, i liked it i enjoyed it and those stage wins, man, just seeing the battle for the stage wins yeah, was crazy. Absolutely. Uh, so the next thing is there's also rumor going around that Chris Bell will be going to Cup next year, and it will be a second LFR car. Someone brought that up to Bob Levine on Twitter, and he's like, huh, I haven't heard this. That's Bob Levine's response to that. So the question is, is he playing coy, or is that just one of those things people are just throwing out there? Man, I don't know because you haven't really seen the performance out of De Benedetto aside from Sonoma and leading some laps in Daytona in February. I don't know, man. I mean, I think it all depends on sponsorship and how much Gibbs is willing to invest. I mean, they are committed to Bell, no doubt. So I think it depends on whether Bell is going in the 20 car and Eric Jones is getting kicked out or not. If Eric Jones stays in the 20 then yeah, I could see Bell going to LFR, and 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 Gibbs yeah. spreading some dough over there. So but let's talk about that Jones. D- does he deserve to stay in the twenty? Right now, no. He's not even in the top sixteen points. Yeah. I mean, I, I I mean the guy is compared to his teammates, which is what you're the standard you're held against. He is so underperforming. I mean, sophomore year, right? We always hear sophomore sophomore slump, but. He ain't giving us anything, man. This ain't his sophomore year. Because he spent a year in the 77. Yeah, I guess technically. Yeah, so it's his sophomore year with Gibbs, but not not in Cup. Yeah, true. So, I, Which makes me say he's underperforming even more. I would, so, I would not disagree with that statement. So anyway, I don't... I, I think it's very plausible that Eric Jones gets kicked to the curb or they bring Bell up to the 20 and then kick Eric Jones back to LFR in that second car yeah. instead of Bell. Right. All right, so uh, a little bit more. Uh, did you see Corey LaJoy throwback? I did. Del Jarrett throwback? Del throwback, yeah. yeah. And the reason why I bring up this throwback is because Keen Parts – they they altered their logo. They allow their logo to be altered to be more throwback centric, a little mm-hmm. more throwback mm-hmm. uh, appropriate to like what the actual scheme looked like. Right. How many times do you see a sponsor willing to change their logo to accommodate that? Not often. Not we just often. we just talked about David Reagan's throwback car the other day. How it was like didn't look anything like it was a David Peterson's car yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's all because the. The sponsor still would not allow, brand. yeah, still yeah. want their brand, brand identity. It wouldn't allow it, and it's just kind of like, really, yep. come on. Yep. So I mean, you kind of have shit like that that dictates it. So it's nice to see, have nice reprieve seeing a, a sponsor right. allowing alt, alterations to uh, to benefit the, the the design and the team. Absolutely, yep. So hat tip to Keen Parts. Any other news? I mean, I've got a couple more things to throw at you. I don't, man. I I've okay dumped my load there at the beginning for the cup race. So, uh, a couple other things. Uh, Jack Young, a Jack man for the Spire seventy uh, seven ah, team. I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah, it was suspended for a violation of substance well, abuse policy. Well, that's not what you want on your record. After Ooh, your... I went. Oh, now I'm kicked out. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing is Carson Elledge. You know the name, right? I've heard it. Yeah. So that's Dale Jr.'s niece. That's, that's Kelly, right. That's yeah, right. Kelly Earnhardt's daughter. Uh, she was in a USAC midget race last night. She's going around the, the turn, and it's just like her, I don't know if her tire blew. It dug in, 
she just started barrel rolling, dude. Her car flipped through the air and went out of the track, like over that's the scary. fence, out of the track. Yeah, yeah. That's scary. And Kelly Earnhardt's posting, oh my God, try watching this as a mother watching this on TV. Yeah. Well, and I'm like sure. seeing her car. And thankfully, she got out all okay. You know, those cars are built to withstand stuff like that, thankfully. Yeah. But definitely scary looking. Speaking of tires, how about that tire that blew out on pit road uh, on Kevin Hart's Harvick's car during the red flag? I guess did I didn't see that. See that. No, really? yeah. They did it. They showed it right before they went to commercial. But they were uh, all standing there. They hadn't even put the covers on the cars. They just red flagged it. And they went on board to Harvick's car. And it's just like looking down pit road. And you just hear the tire just explode. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, not a one person flinched. Like, so I don't know. <laughs> they must be kind of used to that. I don't know if that's that happens, like, after races very often or what. But It is interesting. And, and I'll, I'll be honest. That whenever there was not racing on the track, I was outside working on my house. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So. Yeah, which was quite often in yeah, that exactly. scenario. Uh, so a couple of last things. Uh, one is I, I got a fan email I'll, I'll ask you in a second. But first, one last bit of news. It's very interesting. So – have you heard the name Jeff Epstein recently? Yeah, he's in the news. Yeah, he's in the news. Not he's for a, good things. Yeah, he's a big uh, billionaire, uh, hedge fund manager guy. He's been in trouble in the past for some pedophilia type stuff, you know, underage girls. So anyway, he's been rearrested now. He's uh, like a Bill Clinton's one of his big supporters and friends or whatever. And um, anyway, he got rearrested now for sex trafficking and all uh, these young girls from the you know Asian countries and. <laughs> Ukraine and Russia and all that stuff. Well, here's the interesting thing. Why am I bringing this up on You're a NASCAR? Billionaire. Show? Why do you partake yeah, yeah, in that? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, you could do anything he, you want, spend your money owns, on anything, and you. He owns his own island, and they call it an orgy island. <sighs> I mean, obviously, this this guy is like flaunting it out there that he does this, and he's been in trouble before from one of one of Trump's. Uh, labor secretary or something was the district attorney down in florida when this guy initially was arrested in like 2008 or something and basically didn't give him hardly any sentence at all to what he deserved to have Ooh, surprise surprise and just fucking politics man yeah. freaking money yeah if you know stupid. somebody exactly yeah, or if you got exactly money. so anyway now he's being arrested again for all this all this stuff. So, again, where does this come and why are we talking about this on a NASCAR yeah, show? Yeah, I'm curious where this is going. So, I read a story today, and this blew my freaking mind. So, Brian Vickers. Greg Biffle. No. no yeah, right. There's cameras everywhere. No. So, Brian Vickers. Hasn't been in NASCAR now, what, a couple of years? At least. Yeah. So, he had an issue with blood clots and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, he was doing some, um, you know, announcing and yeah, kind of stuff But we like all that. know Brian Vickers. Yeah. Right? Well, did you know he was married? I didn't. So now he's yeah he's married to a to a woman who's an interior designer or owns her own interior designs. Her name is Sarah Kellen. She also goes by the name Sarah Kensington, and she owns a company called SLK Designs. Why do I bring this up? Well, supposedly this woman has a connection with Jeff Epstein. Again, this woman is in Brian Vickers' wife, where. She was basically the scheduler for his orgies. So she's running this interior design thing, but also like on the front, but on the back side, she's actually like calling girls to see if they're ready and getting them scheduled to come meet with him and other guys. Where did you see this at? Uh, it was an article. I think it was on Twitter. I, I, I think it was Nick Bromberg that actually wrote the article or at least shared the article. Um, so anyway, Brian Vickers' wife is being accused and being listed in these documents, these court documents and stuff, as being associated with the sex trafficking case. Wow. That's... Mind-blowing, right? Yeah. I would never thought that. <laughs> this tells you just... It's a the world's a fucked up, up world. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Complete fucked up place. All right, so... So much off negativity. That's, now I have yeah. a fan question. I don't even know how to respond to that. I don't even know what to say. Other than the whole wow. thing is disgusting. Yeah. But um. So we have this loser fan. I mean, a great fan named Joseph Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only saying that because I'm barely, I was. He might have passed I you. barely beaten him in fantasy points. I don't know where we're at yet because we haven't talked about it. So I mean, 
I've not responded to him yet, but I have a question from him. So his question is, and he's crazy, is uh, is Kyle Busch starting to slip a little with two bad showing that Chicagoland and Daytona? Is he having a slump? No. Come on, dude. It's two races. <laughs> it's two races. So, yeah, he's having a slump for Kyle Busch, but the dude still came back at Chicagoland with a smoking car and finished 22nd. Not like it was last. I mean, Clint Boyer slumping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want a definition of slumping, yeah. look up that and you'll find Clint Boyer right there. Yeah, exactly. So, Kyle, okay, so two bad races in a row. Shit's going to happen. Daytona's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just the roll the dice. You don't know what you're going to get there. So, Joseph, to answer your question, no. Is he pulling the. Uh, He'll be back into the. He's pulling the Chase Elliott car out of the garage this weekend, the train out. That's John Elliott, by oh. the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is Joseph Adams. Oh, okay, John, Or you. as you call him, John Adams. Yeah. <laughs> we've got our, so second, many, our president number two. We've got so many fans, I just... <laughs> it's true. That's true. Sorry, so, guys. I'm an idiot. Well, we you already know this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, let's co- let's continue about our fantasy points, because I am curious to see where this... We all, I, 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 we all had to have a bad week. <laughs> yeah, some worse than others. Okay, so I, I freaking sucked, man. Did you? Guess, how, you, many, guess you, how many points I had. I don't even remember who you had. I don't even want to tell you. <laughs> I'm just going to delete it and make something up because it guaranteed I'll have more points, dude. I had freaking... Who did I have? Oh, yeah, Blaney and Kozlowski. I got 12 points. Oh, 12. my God. 12 points, dude. Oh, that's the oh, oh, smallest did, Wait a second. Wait a second. Well, aside from Bristol, when I had Jones and Stenhouse, I got 17 then at least. Okay. So I think I made the comment now, since this rings a bell, I made a comment that you went Blaney. I'm like, every time you choose Blaney, it screws you. Yeah, you might have. I, sound, I'm pretty sure I made sounds, that comment. It sounds so accurate. Yeah, I did, because I was like, oh, he's always ahead at uh, restricted plate tracks. But So do me a favor. Every week, choose Blaney. It doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> That's I true. mean, I'm like probably dead last. So. That's true. Okay, so yeah, go down points. I'm All sorry. All right, so you got uh, you had Bowman and Logano, 48 points. Are you putting this in your phone? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Saw you. Doing no, I was there. just texting somebody. Like, Man, you're really getting hardcore about these points now. Actually, I had a Snapchat from a fan. I was returning to Snapchat. Blaney and Kozlowski for me, 12 points. <laughs> uh, Brad and Joey for Jeff Stainhook, 26 points. Joseph Adams had Truex and Bowman, 41 points. Our big winner this weekend, John Elliott with William Byron and Chris Busher. Oh, yeah, six, Byron second, right? Yep, 63 points. Uh, Daniel Cameron had Logano and Keselowski as well, 26 points. Uh, Eddie Greer had Denny Hamless, Hamlin and uh, Bubba Wallace, 38 points. And Jessica Mueller had Harvick and Kyle Busch. Go figure, 38 points. So, uh, total points now. Jessica Miller still in the lead, but barely. 1,238 points. Uh, Gasman, second place. 1,231 points. Ooh, seven points. Joseph Adams, third place. 1,222 points. So you did stretch it a little bit over... uh, over Joseph this week. Thank God for stage points. Yeah. Because Logano got that stage win. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Stainhook, fourth, 11-24. Daniel Cameron, fifth, 11-10. Yours truly, myself, Lug, sixth, 1100. John Elliott, 1094. In seventh, and in eighth, Eddie Greer, 947. Eddie's really catching up. He's only. <laughs> yeah. He's only a. Uh, little over 100 points back now. Yeah, and that's, I mean, he missed, what, three races, four races? The first three, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's great. That's great. And, John, if you want to be better in points, you should have jumped off the Elliott train a long time ago. <laughs> we we tried to warn you, man. Try to warn you. Lugs and gas man warned you. Well, at least gas man did. Well, saying that, we're going to a mile and a half. And we know Hendrick's been pretty oh, my God. good. I don't Dude, even know who did this Did you week. see how much rubber they've put down? So How much uh, rubber applicant they've put down this weekend? I heard that they did the tire dragon and they're doing the uh, compound stuff. Yeah, dude. They showed a picture of it today. It's crazy how dark every groove is. <laughs> so it's Maybe it'll help Kentucky out. It's the closest track to you us. No, last year's race wasn't that bad. 
there were actually quite a few yeah, spins and wrecks true. and crashes. That's true. So, uh, you know, it might be one of those tracks where it just takes some time to get that wear and that character yeah. developed. So, who is your picks this weekend, Gas Man? Dude, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Kyle Busch and Truex. I really. Dude, that's my picks. Are you kidding me? Oh, well, then we'll both pick them. Just kidding. They're not my picks. Oh, okay. Okay. I <laughs> Actually, like, really? Truex, I was thinking about doing. I just, I don't know, man. I just, that, that's a, throwing a dart. Throwing a dart. I, I, Bowman. I, I how mean, can you not I go mean, with they're, Bowman they're being so, a mile actually, and a half? Actually, that's who I have is Bowman. Um, and I, I was going to go Truex, but since you went with Truex. <laughs> he can keep it. Man, Blaney. Go Blaney. No. Nah. Larson. I'm putting Larson. him in the garage this weekend. Go Larson. Larson. Hey, well, Kentucky doesn't really have a groove up top, though, does it? No, every time you choose Larson, it doesn't work out well for you either. Anybody I pick <laughs> doesn't true. really work out That's for me. Maybe you should go with Stenhouse. So who should Stenhouse I pick? Stenhouse and Busher. Who should I? Yeah. Stenhouse well, and Busher. I've done Stenhouse. That didn't work either. <laughs> I'm a, I, I'd have picked two people I haven't picked before. Freaking <laughs> go Justin Haley this weekend, too. <laughs> He's finally a race this week. He's probably, probably Quinn. I think it actually is Quinn Hoff. Can you weekend. imagine if Quinn Hoff won that? Oh, man. People would be like, who? Yeah. At least Justin people have heard of. True. No offense to Quinn, but, I mean, no, like, no, if he would have won a cup race, longer. oh, my yeah. goodness. Can you imagine the backlash? It would have been way worse. Gosh, man, I don't know who I'm going to. I literally, I had Truex Just, typed. I mean, had... What, what do you, talk about a strategy of the pits, right? What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Just. Throw some something out there. What do you have to lose? All right, I'm gonna go. At this point now, you're you're gonna be, you're, you're going, you're swinging for defenses at this point. Being going Bowman place. and Chase, man. Okay. Chase showed speed at Chicago Land. Bowman won it. It's another mile and a half. Okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, Chase was really good there, and him and freaking Blaney crashed together. We actually went to that race. Remember, yes. they crashed in turn three yep. and four. All right, Bowman and Chase. That's my picks. Okay. S- screw it. I mean, I only got two positions to fall, so <laughs> right. Might as well enjoy the ride. Yeah. Exactly. Um, hey, John, enjoy your sixth place next week. I hope he passes you just because you're. <laughs> he ain't gonna pass me. <laughs> I hope he's. I really hope he does. I'm talking now. about John Elliott, not. I hope Joseph all of them Adams, pass Not you. John Adams. I hope they all do. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I hope you finish last. I know one person will never pass me. Lugs. They're <laughs> <laughs> probably accurate there. Um, what else you got? Anything else this week? Man, I don't have anything else. Um, um, I did see they're doing a race version race win version of justin's win oh really for the cup series the fraternal order of yeah, eagles so of course they uh posted it on face lionel posted on facebook and uh instagram so everyone was having a field day with that asking no oh, does it come with the rain cover and the rain tarp and the uh fans tears okay. and <laughs> so many racers out there want to race by rain it's yeah, happened to Gordon. It's happened to Junior. Oh, yeah. It's happened Absolutely. to Bill Sr. I just oh, thought it was funny because just... some of them were coming up with clever stuff. Like, does yeah. it come with the race fans' tears and <laughs> stuff like that? So I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I don't really have anything else, man, other than the fact that, um, you know, at points currently, we, we we mentioned Boyer's on a free fall. I think he's literally got a three-point cushion, cushion yeah. to being inside the top yeah. 16. Uh, we've got Stenhouse, Newman, Eric Jones, Boyer, uh, who else? Johnson's not far off. I, he's got about a 30-point cushion now. But uh, yeah, it's not I much, now, but it, better but yeah, than it, than it yeah, was. Yeah. Who, who, who's going to take these last few spots inside? Who's going to fall out if they're not already out? I would never expect Boyer to be Suarez, this far back. Did I mention Suarez? I can see Suarez making it in. So you, guys, don't, you see Jones falling out? Oh, yeah. I don't see Yeah. Unless something really truly happens, he's not done anything to impress me. Suarez, I think, is I think Suarez is doing what we expect him to do. Maybe even a little bit better, and Jones is doing worse than what we expected him to do. So right now, cutoff is is Suarez, uh, three points behind. Uh, Jones minus thirteen, Stenhouse minus forty five, Paul Menard minus fifty three. So you've barely got on the inside. Newman, Boyer, Larson, Johnson. So, I mean, Boyer really needs to reverse his free fall. Yeah. Newman can maybe, go either yeah, way. Newman's maybe. surprising me here lately, though. He's actually had some speed. Um, so, I don't know. He's always been, like, right there on the cusp of the points playoff, and he's always been in this position so many times. Do you call him Hot Dog Man now? I do not. Maybe okay. you do. 
I'm just curious with the Oscar Mayer. He looks like a hot dog. So you're going to say Suarez gets in, Jones no. So that means somebody's got to fall out. Newman. Newman's falling out. Okay. We only we only got two months to playoffs. Yeah. So. All right, man. Well, cray, that's all cray. I got. Uh, cray, cray. Check out Kentucky this weekend. Uh, where's Is Xfinity in Kentucky this weekend Yeah, as well? I think it's all three. Yeah. Isn't it? I think, I think it's all three. Anyway, folks, we're going to be in Bristol. So make sure if you're going to be in Bristol, you hit us up, talk to us, say, hey, what's up, guys? Maybe we'll have a koozie. Maybe we won't. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, we will. We've always got a backpack full of them. That fucking thing, it's hot, too. <laughs> I carried it more than you did in Charlotte. Yeah, Xfinity this weekend. And then uh, truck schedule or truck series is uh, Kentucky. That's tomorrow night, Thursday night. Gotcha. So buckle up. Buttercup. No, that's the name of the <laughs> that's oh. the name of the sponsor. <laughs> okay. Buckle up in your truck, two twenty five. Buttercup. <laughs> okay. Have a good week, folks. And the check and flag waves on this episode. Tune in next week to keep updated on all things NASCAR. Please like us on iTunes and follow us on Podbean. We'd like to hear from you, so reach out to us too at wreckingandracing at gmail.com. Thanks again and see you soon.